are now listening to the Motivated Mama podcast. This is a community for parents that want to be authentically themselves while looking for judgment-free, genuine, and heartfelt parenting advice. We talk to other mothers and experts to get small, easy steps that we can take to help us accomplish our goals. Learn with me as we discover ways to break patterns of unproductive behavior repeated generation after generation in our families. Welcome to another episode of The Motivated Mama with your host, me, Sydney Ross. So today we are going to discuss nurturing individuality and what that means um, when it comes to our children. So how do you encourage your child to be an individual and what makes you uncomfortable about doing that? So a lot of times we have these expectations, right, of our kids, especially when they're babies or when we're pregnant um, or even as they grow as toddlers. Because when they're that young and in these ages, we have like control over, you know, what they look like, what they wear. You know, we try to encourage like their personalities a little bit. Um, So we kind of try to have this idea of who our children are going to be and what they're going to be like. We imagine it, right? Like my kid is going to be a doctor one day and they're going to be so smart and so intelligent or my child is going to be so creative and so wild and so different. So we all have this imaginary image of what our children are going to be. And a lot of times our kids go along with it until they don't. So it's all about tackling that transition and how to really nurture who your child is becoming. So it's story time. Of course, I have a story for this when it comes to my 10-year-old. So her whole life, which she's only 10, but her whole young toddler, infant, cute little stages of life, I had this cool idea. Like I would dress her in all these little fun outfits, like mix match stuff all the time because I wanted her to look like so quirky. And she loved it. She loved if I let her go to school in a princess outfit today. Like I didn't have that child who had to like fight with me or wearing it. I'm like, you're wearing a princess outfit to school because that's just fun to be a kid. Um, And she would just go along with this stuff all the time. However, I wanted her hair. We would find cute little accessories. And she just loved it. And I just had this image of her being a kid version of myself. Um, She gets to do all these fun, quirky things that I can't necessarily do anymore because I'm an adult. Um, But she can. So it was like kind of forcing myself onto my child. Like I tell y'all, I'm the motivated mama. I'm working on this. I'm not perfect. So of course, I'm gonna let you all know. I'm gonna be raw and real and let you all know my downfalls. So that is one of my downfalls as a parent was really trying to push who I was onto my child. And it worked for a while until it stopped. So I would say she was about nine years old where things started getting really tricky for me. Um, it stopped when like we would go shopping for clothes and I'm like, don't you want to get this? And she's like, no, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. Like no matter what I picked out, she did not like, and no matter what she picked out, I did not like. So it became like a power struggle in a sense. And 
I had gotten to the point where I told my sister and my mom, I'm like, I'm just not going to take her shopping with me. Like, I'm just going to buy her clothes and then she's just going to have to wear them. And that's just going to be that because I'm tired of having these arguments and them being who they are. They just go along with whatever I say because everybody's unhealthy. So (laughs) we move forward and me and my daughter's having this battle again at home and we're trying to leave we're going to the car wash or something and she's wearing these shoes i don't like the shoes i'm like go put the shoes back change your shoes she really wants to wear them and we argue until she goes and wears what i want at this point now my husband is a witness to this and this is why it's important to have a good partnership you need somebody who's gonna call you out when you're wrong um, that's very beneficial for your relationship with them and for your relationships with other people, especially when you're trying to be a better parent. You don't want a parent who's just going to go along with every single thing that you do and say because they're your partner and you all just going to be toxic together. You need somebody who's going to call you out. So on this day, my husband checked me like he normally does. Um, and I don't always like it, but he checked me and he was like, you are such a hypocrite. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he was like, you always talk about how you want your child to be this amazing individual, how you want her to be herself. You always tell her, don't let other people, you know, control how you feel. Don't let people tell you what to think or how you should be. You should be yourself. But then you turn around and you're doing the complete opposite when it comes to you. So it's okay for her to be herself when it comes to everybody else, as long as it goes in line with what you want. And that was a hard pill to swallow. Like it was something that I'm like, I had to like really dwell on and, you know, think about and work on as a parent, because I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that toxic parent. I don't want to be a person who's like, I'm not pleased with you unless you are doing what I want you to do. I don't want my child to think that like I can, she can only be what I want her to be. Otherwise it's not acceptable. Um, So I immediately stopped. Like I immediately had to bite my tongue and it was not easy. Um, It wasn't something that I just got over overnight, but I learned how to shut my mouth that day. So it became to the point where I just had to thank my thoughts and not project that onto her and not let her know that's what I'm, I was thinking. So it came to the point where she began doing her own thing and I just didn't say anything. You know, even if I felt some type of way about it, I had to evaluate why come I felt that way. Um, and a big part of it was because I didn't feel like I was free as an adult so like i said she could do all these fun cute quirky things but i'm an adult so i can't but there's no rules that says that i can't i made that rule up for myself because i was worried about what the rest of the world would think what other people would say about me how other people would judge me as an adult or as a professional so i can't do these fun quirky things that i really love to do because it's not acceptable i created that rule for myself and then i turned around and projected that onto my child so that's something that i had to work on within myself so I need to do the fun, quirky things that I like for me. 
and that's the only way that I will feel satisfied. It's not going to come through my child, you know? So she began doing this thing where she was just like, in a moment of self-discovery, she was just like wearing jeans and a hoodie every single day. Um, and I didn't say anything. She liked the hoodies. If she asked for a hoodie, I bought it. You know, that was her style, I thought, um, because that's just what she was doing every day until one day, and this just recently happened, she went in her closet and there were some accessories and things that I bought her a while ago, random times, you know, and she put together this outfit on her own. She had like some bell bottoms on and a tie-dye shirt and a bucket hat and she had these earrings on which she never ever wears jewelry but she had these earrings on and she had these sunglasses and she ran in the room with this light just radiating from her and she was like I feel like myself I think I found who I am I think I found my style and I was just so excited for her because even though it wasn't something that I would have picked out and it wasn't what she normally was wearing, which I had accepted that to be what she wanted to do. She she looked like she was walking in herself. She looked like she was free and happy and comfortable. Like she was just radiating this joy. Like she felt so accomplished. And I was so excited for her because she, in that moment, felt like, this is who I am as an individual and I'm proud. And she was just so, so, so excited about it. And I couldn't do anything but just be like overjoyed. Of course, I made Facebook posts. I took like 100 pictures of her. And she was like, yeah, this is my style. I'm funky. Like, it's funky. That's what it's called, funky. I'm like, okay. You know, you got this funky little hippie 90s thing going on. She just put a a plethora of stuff together and it was so cool and I'm like my daughter is such a badass like she is just great she's amazing and that just made me feel good so it's sometimes it just takes you having to step back and be accepting of what your child is trying to portray and allowing them to take the lead on their life and who they are and you just stand back and you give them the space that they need and then encourage them in the in the other spaces that they need that encouraging so i want to help everyone get to that point of nurturing individuality so in order to do so you know we had this discussion in elementary innovation which is um, i'm the program manager of with play cousins collective and this was actually um, a whole parenting uh, class that we had was over how to nurture individuality. We even brought in an artist. Uh, her name is Alexis Sticks Brown. She has her own children's book that she wrote called I Feel Safe. So you all can look that up. Um, but we had her come in to discuss, you know, how her childhood was and how she became this creative individual that she is today. Um, so you know, we had this deep conversation on how to promote individuality and how to encourage your children. Um, so we're just going to get into it. So I'm going to let you, I'm going to give you guys some tips and tricks on how you can start doing this today. Um, so basically, it is up to us as parents to encourage our children to grow into the people they are becoming. 
So you have to be their number one fan, regardless if you like it or not, as long as it's not something like dangerous or inappropriate, you know, you don't want them out here robbing people. But, you know, as long as it's not something negative, you want to encourage what it is and you want to be their biggest fan on what their ideas are. So especially when it comes to their interests, my kids are interested in so many things that, you know, do not spark joy with me. Um, But it's my job as a parent to encourage those interests and help them build upon those interests if it's something that they're really serious about. So especially if even if you don't share interest with your child, encouraging their interest or even, you know, like pretending in a sense that you care about it, because even though you're not interested, you should care about the things that your kids care about. You know, you want to be a part of the joy that these things bring to your kid. My daughter loves anime. I don't get it. I don't understand it at all. But she she loves it. It it brings her joy. She likes watching it. She likes reading it. Anything that's going to promote her to read, I'm down for. So she like reads anime. She loves comic books. She wears outfits. Her room is decorated in it. And so I'm like, cool. She likes this. I'm going to go along with it. I don't know what's going on, but if she says, hey, you watch an episode of this with me, I'm like, cool. And I'm asking questions like, okay, now who is that person? I'm not going to remember. I couldn't tell y'all anything that I've watched. But I ask her, who is that person? What are they doing? Well, why is that happening like that? How do you even understand this? And they speak it in Japanese. You can't speak Japanese. You know, like, I'm just going through it so that way. I'm engaged with her in those moments. She knows that even if I don't care about it, I'm paying attention. I'm trying to get it for her. And that means also getting involved. So not only watching a show, but if your kids like a sport, you might not be athletically, what's the word? I don't know, talented. But if your kid is What is it to go out there and kick a soccer ball with them back and forth? What is it to have them teach you a new move? That doesn't take a lot of time, and it gives you time to connect, too, and it opens up other avenues of conversation. You all could talk about something completely different. You might learn so much about your kid just by paying attention to their interests, just by going out there and dribbling a basketball for 20 minutes. Y'all could be having a discussion on something completely different, and now you know some stuff that's been going on with your kid that you didn't even know because they didn't even know how to express this, but now you have them in their comfort zone, and now you're paying attention to something that they're interested in, so now they're opening up. So when you do pay attention and you are involved, it creates this trust factor where the kids then let down their guard and now they're more open to having conversation or telling you difficult things or allowing you to know certain stuff that they're dealing with because our kids are dealing with so much that oftentimes we don't have the time to pay attention to. So when you are taking these moments to connect, you're you're learning so much more than you didn't know them before. Um. Also, with being involved, if you have the time, chaperone a field trip. Be a classroom teacher helper for one day for the class party. Um, you know, if your kid is having a play date and their parents is going, 
tag along so that way you can be there and you can be involved with them as well you know be present in all of those different moments kids literally are overjoyed when their parents go on a field trip i don't know what it is but they think that it's like the greatest thing in the world when you come on a field trip with them or if they're having a party and you just come to hand out cupcakes they think you are amazing and you are amazing because you're giving yourself to them and you're showing up for them Another thing um, you want to promote when trying to nurture individuality is open communication. That means there are no conversations that are not on the table. You know, nothing is not appropriate. They should be able to feel comfortable talking to you about any and everything. Even if it's conversations that make you uncomfortable, those are the conversations that you really want them to be comfortable having because you don't want them going other places having these conversations. Um, And this starts young, you know, extremely young. Talk about what's going on with their bodies. Talk about who said something to them at school. Ask them questions when you went to grandma's house. What did y'all talk about? What did y'all do? Those type of conversations should not be secretive, you know, there should be no secrets. Your children should be comfortable saying, hey, I have this weird funky thing going on with my body. I don't really know what it is, but this has been happening. You want to know that stuff. You don't want these things to be kept to yourself because you don't want them to go and tell the wrong person who then is going to take advantage of your child. So you want that open communication. And when you have that open communication, they feel comfortable telling you things that are really going on that can help them how you can help them as an individual eventually um so you know they may have questions about family they may have questions about hey i got this weird thing going on with my feelings i really don't know what to think about it you know you want to nurture those things because that's all going to help them be a more confident individual when they're able to get clarity and they're able to have open conversation and it's always healthy to have open family communication too it should not just only be one person that they're talking to it shouldn't only be i can't tell my daddy this but i can tell my mama this like you want to be able to have that and a good way to encourage that is to have family meetings and everybody talk about their stuff mama you had a hard day Joe Blow at work and pissed you off. Come home and tell it. Do a round table. How did everybody's day go? Yeah, daddy had diarrhea at work. It was embarrassing. <laughs> you know, it's weird. But then your kids will be like, oh, okay, they laying all they dirt out on the table. It's nothing for us. You know, like, and you want to encourage that. And when they say things that are kind of off the wall and weird, don't respond weird. Like, just make like it's a natural thing. Make it like it's something your husband is telling you or your wife is telling you. So that way everybody feels comfortable because you want siblings to be comfortable going to one another if they need that. You want your daughter to feel comfortable going to her dad if she if she needs something. If her body is doing something weird and you're not there, she shouldn't be able to hold that in until you're available. She should be able to have that freedom to express herself with whomever is in your household. Another thing is show enthusiasm. Be excited about every damn thing. Everything is amazing. Everything they do is just great. 
the 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 most minuscule things when they do that when they come get you and say hey let me show you this i learned this and they literally just jump and do absolutely nothing like that's all they did was jump in the air oh my god you gotta make like they just did a backflip off of a skyscraper like whoa man like you did that i have to do that with my two-year-old all the time he literally does nothing and i have to applaud it but i make like he's just the greatest human being what does that do that creates confidence that makes them feel good like i just did something and a lot of times as adults we feel like we have to do major things in order to feel accomplished when small things should be the things that we celebrate I shouldn't celebrate. I shouldn't only feel great when my whole entire house is immaculate. I did that damn one load of laundry today and I feel good. I'm going to pat myself on the back. It's the little wins that matter that get you there because you need those little small steps in order to accomplish the big things. You're not just going to accomplish that big thing overnight. So we want to celebrate those small wins to encourage our children to continue to do the little small steps. So that way they can accomplish great things. Um, and show them that you really care about their achievements as they grow. There's nothing more disheartening than when you see older adults talk about how, yeah, my mama came to the game, but the whole time she just talked to her, her friend the whole time. Or she didn't even show up. Or I got an A on my test and my parents just said something like, that's what you're supposed to do that's not encouraging that doesn't make somebody feel good about themselves you know if they are excited about it you should be excited about it if they got a 75 percent on a test that's nowhere near perfect don't say things like well you could have got a, a a 90 like no, if they were excited to tell you that they got a 75, you'd be like, that is a great job. I, I'm glad that you feel accomplished. You know, encourage that. Like, be excited about their achievements because if it's an achievement to them, if they feel like they did something good, they need you to match that energy. So always match their energy and support them through changes. So like I said, how my daughter went from only wearing what I wanted to wear to then going to this weird phase where she's only wearing jeans and hoodies all day to now she's explored and now she has this new funky little style that she's got. Be supportive through all those changes because they're kids. They're changing constantly. They like Pokemon today. They like Spider-Man tomorrow. It's going to constantly change. So you have to be flexible and you have to be prepared and ready to just go with the flow because they're never going to stop changing. It's always going to be something different. And we don't want to hold them back. We don't want to be like, well, dang, you just like this yesterday. What you mean you like this today? Oh, you do? That's cool. So what? It's not your life. It's theirs. So just go with the changes. Support them through all of those changes. And I want parents of teens especially to really get this because this is like the most difficult part is when you're going from like kid to this preteen teenager stage. They're changing drastically into little people who don't like what you like to do what you want them to do who don't say what you want them to say they are 
rude sometimes. They have all of these big emotions and you can't handle it. Support them. Treat them the same way you would have treated them if they were a toddler. And I feel like a lot of times we forget that when we're going into those difficult years. Still go in there and give them a kiss and tuck them in at night. Still go in there and ask them about their interests. Ask them who they talk to. Ask them do they have a crush on somebody. Ask them what their friends are like. Be involved and support them through this time because when you are going through puberty and dealing with that, that is probably one of the hardest things that a kid is going to go through and you're battling through them through their hardest point of their life that they've had to deal with thus far. We don't want that. You want to still have this alliance with your child and you still want to be their support. So support them through even the most difficult changes that may not make you feel great. You still have to be there to pat them on the back and to continue to push them to greatness. Um, you know, and they're probably dealing with a lot of stress and a lot of feelings during this time. So you want to support them and you want to keep that open communication going. This is like prime time for open communication. You want to keep it rolling and you want them to be comfortable because they're dealing with a whole lot of stress. And it's a, it's a scary time. It's a very scary time in a child's life because oftentimes they shut down, but you want to have that open door and please parents, let's, uh, let's, cut out the, if you need to talk, I'm here. Don't do that. You go and talk. Like you don't give them the option. You don't say, well, if you need me, come get me. No, you open up the door for communication and you lead the way because they'll hold back if you don't. And then a couple of other ways just to encourage individuality is to expose them to things, expose them to the world. Don't let them just come home and go in their room, do homework and watch TV and go to bed every night. Don't you be the only one going on vacation. You shouldn't be the only one out here experiencing fun restaurants. Let your kids experience life with you. It's okay. You know, everything is not for children. I get that. You can have your adult time, but make sure your kids are experiencing things as well because all of that is going to add into who they become. Now they're actually learning different interests and things. And even if it's stuff that they haven't expressed that they want to do, if you see there's a free art class on Tuesday at this place, sign them up. And be like, hey, I think you want to try that. If they try it and they love it, great. Find another one. If they try and they be like, I really didn't like that. Like it made me uncomfortable. It was too difficult. It frustrated me. Tell them, you know what? You don't ever have to do that again, but I'm glad that you tried it. So now you know that you don't like that. So we'll stay away from that. Let's see what else you like. Keep on getting them in things. You don't have to force them to do things that makes them uncomfortable, but give them opportunities to try a variety of things. That's the only way that they're going to know what they like and what they don't like. And it can potentially lead to something greater later on. And my last thing that I want to say is encourage their dreams. People put their children down so much, especially in today's world. Um, I feel like a lot of adults see things as lazy. You know, like now today you can ask your kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they'll be like, a YouTuber. And we're so quick to be like, that's not ideal. You know, but in all reality, there are 
thousands of YouTubers actually making a killing, making more money than us. And we go to work and break our back every day and don't make anything near that. So when I say this, I say it as in, if you encourage your child's dreams, whether that be something like being a YouTuber or they want to freaking paint murals or they want to draw pictures with sidewalk chalk <laughs> one day with the encouragement of their parents who knows how great and how far these things can go because we see it we see it every day we see great people go out here and do things making money in unbelievable ways that we can't even fathom how is this guy a millionaire playing video games on camera but they're actually doing it so if you encourage your kids there's no telling the places that they can go when they have that joy when they have that confidence when they have it in their mind that this might be crazy but i can do crazy things i am capable of doing unimaginable things when they have that confidence i believe they can do it and they might really surprise you so always encourage that stuff, even if it's the craziest, unbelievable thing you've heard. You encourage that and you push your child to do whatever it is that they want to do. So that way they can follow their dreams. But at the end of the day, make it a goal to encourage those kids. Make it a goal to support who they are as individuals. Learn about your child. You'll go on a date tomorrow and learn everything about a complete stranger. Date, go on a date with your kid. Learn what they like. What is their favorite color? What do they not like doing? What words encourages them and what words don't? What is their love language? Really get to know who your kid is so that way you can nurture them as individuals and you can also push them to be the best possible human beings they can be in this world. And I guarantee you they'll all surprise you one day. You'll be the most proud parent if you're not already. But I just want to thank you guys again for listening in for another episode of The Motivated Mama. Make sure to send all your parenting friends and family members our way to listen to the podcast. So that way they have another tool for their parenting toolbox. You all go and like and subscribe and we'll see you for another episode. If you want to submit a question or if you want to be on the show, message me at contact at momamapodcast.com. That's M-O-M-A-M-A podcast.com. Please tell all the moms you know about the podcast, our Facebook group, YouTube channel, and community events. Your recommendation helps our show grow. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to our podcast.